0: hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet, it changed nothing. Because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together With my love of business and branding, in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. Remote Star Nation, if you are just starting your business or you've been on your own and it's finally time to grow, learning how to delegate and outsource is a key element to helping your business scale. But when do you know it's the right time? How do you go from being a solopreneur to running a team that helps you grow? That's what we'll be uncovering today. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and on today's episode, we're gonna be talking with one entrepreneur on just that. Lena Grunhofer, founder of Zeitgeist, a marketing slash strategy agency focused on go-to-market strategies, fractional, fractional CMO support, and social media marketing is going to share her story and knowledge with us today in order to help you the remote start nation on your journey thank you for joining us i'm i'm absolutely excited to have you how are you
1: really good thanks so much for having me um it's been a long day business wise but we're here so yeah
0: <laughs> awesome awesome and like we just talked about i'm 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 Thankful that today's almost over and then it's uh, it's the holiday. So we're we're rocking and
1: rolling. Yes. Yes.
0: So to get started, there's a lot I'm really excited to talk about, you know, going from solopreneur to managing a team, you know, Web3, uh, Web3, I think is going to be great to talk about. But, you know, getting started, give us a background on your business journey and tell us where you started and, and where you're at today.
1: Yeah. So um, originally, I'm from the city of Chicago, born and raised, moved to New York about eight years ago and haven't looked back. Um, I pretty much have been in the marketing space doing a variety of things, anywhere from um, event management um, on the intern side to social media management on the management side and everything in between. Um, in college, I had about seven internships across a variety of different companies, especially in the fashion sector. Realized it wasn't necessarily for me and then after i graduated i pivoted into tech and i worked at meta for about a year and a half to 2 years and um once my contract ended i was consulting on the side and i took on a full-time job and pretty much realized that i like to wear many hats i like to do many things and the 9 to 5 work life was not for me um so that's where my entrepreneur entrepreneurial background kicked off um and yeah, it pretty much runs in my blood because my dad has printing business that um, basically is family owned, and my mom's a psychologist. So I pretty much knew from a very young age that I was cut from a unique cloth, and I like to manage myself on my own time. So
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Growing up in a family with entrepreneurs and understanding what that life is like, you feel that had a pretty big effect on on your eventual role to go and start your own thing?
1: Yeah, um, I think just being born and raised by family members who really always kind of walked and talked at their own pace really inspired me from a young age to also do the same. Um, I feel like compared to like people I grew up with, I've always kind of Done things on my own accord in like terms of interests and opportunities and always said yes and always was hungry to learn and always had this growth mindset because you know we only have this one shot in this one life and I want to make every moment matter and count. So that's awesome.
0: I love that mindset. Let's go back to when you were at Meta. What was there like a certain thing that happened that made you realize like I I'm going to start my own business? Like I can't, I, I'm not gonna go do this any longer.
1: Um, honestly, there wasn't like an aha moment. I pretty much. Okay, so I was hired from a 40 hour capacity to do a full time job. But realistically, my job was anywhere, probably at most sometimes 30 hours, 25 to 30 hours. And so um, my mentor who happened to be um, on Project Runway as a designer was like, hey, I have an opportunity for you to start consulting potentially a freelance client on the side. And that was kind of like the catalyst that rippled into way more opportunities. And Prior to that, I was taking on free opportunities to, you know, advise or like help people where I could because the fashion industry, it's very tight knit. Everyone helps each other because a lot of people that I went to school with um, were starting their own, want to start their own business, but didn't necessarily know how to do that. So like the marketing people ended up helping the fashion designer people and the fashion designer people helped the graphic designer people. So everyone was resourceful in their own unique way. And that's why I think going to art slash marketing school was a really good win, especially for me. so
0: when they say it's not always about what you learn at school, it's about who you know and you know who you surround yourself with and i'm I'm such a big believer in that,
1: oh yeah, and I mean personally speaking, like my first year in college, I did not do that well. I was like going out all the time and enjoying myself, but because of those experiences. I was meeting so many different people. I interned before, way before everyone else. I was able to work at two of the top fashion houses in the world. Um, I actually started working from an internship perspective um, very early on. And most people started their late junior year or senior year. And because of that, I had this astronomic amount of work experience that most college students don't have. So that was a competitive advantage. So it was really interesting to learn that early on. So,
0: so this is coming from a personal Uh, question but my daughter's 12 she's been growing ever since she was little she's come to work with me and learned and she's very into fashion design Hmm. and absolutely loves everything about you know designing what what models are gonna wear and laying it out and even making some of it is there any advice you'd give to someone like her, who's young and, and looking at getting into the fashion world and the design world. And, you know, with your background in web three and how things are changing, is there anything that, you know, she's 12, but I imagine there's a lot of kids right now from, you know, her age and even up that are kind of thinking about like, Hey, I want to do this for, for a career. You went into this for school and changed, you know, changed what you're doing. What any, any advice there?
1: yeah I mean if I were to talk to twelve year old Lena i okay, k myself um I would probably say continue on the path of um just trying as out as many things as you like because the earlier you figure out what you do and you don't like, I think it's the better just because people inevitably will find figure that out on their own but um in terms of just interests, like say yes like Take your daughter to cool events and pop-ups around, you know, the city or the country, whether that's, you know, museum exhibits that feature local designers or um, signing her up for a sewing class and giving her a head start in that direction or um, connecting her with or him with mentors that align in that particular perspective of things, whether they're on the merchandising side or whether they're on the design side or whether they're on the business other side of business side there's a lot of different angles that I think a lot of people don't see. And early on, I was able to grasp that just because I enrolled in like a high school course that showed us all these different sides of it. And I took a fashion class in high school that showed me how to sew and showed us how, like what goes into um, creating an editorial campaign and what goes into that. So as long as she gets a head start, even now or a few years ahead, yeah, she's she's doing just fine. So.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) I, I appreciate that. And I can't, like, as you're sitting here telling me this, I'm like, I cannot wait to share this episode with her. She's gonna <laughs> she is absolutely absolutely going to love it. But to what you said, it brings up a lot of good points. And, and I've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but as you're young and or any age, and you're thinking about getting into a career, it's so important to get involved. And it's so important to get involved in the community that you want to be in. And so, like you said, like, go and travel and and go to the different pop-ups, go, go and learn, go take different classes. Like right now, especially in this era of everything is at your fingertips and there's YouTube videos about everything you want to learn and, and understand. If you have that thought about starting your own business, about jumping into something that you can like, you know, you're passionate about, but you don't know. It's so important to get out and learn and and understand what's really involved in it before making a decision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also know people in their mid to late twenties who still don't know what they want to do, but like they're going at their own pace, and there's also nothing wrong with that either. And I and most importantly want to shout that out, just because like there is no right or wrong path as long as you know you're on this upward trajectory I, on your own accord. That's the all that matters. So
0: that's a great point. I'm, I'm with you so much there. So let's talk a little bit. So you're at Meta. You get an opportunity, and you're ready to start your own thing. Then what?
1: Yeah. So um, I basically helped co-found Mitch Bogan, which is now one of the top-selling um, stock companies on Amazon. Um, basically, while I was traveling around the country for Meta because we were helping them grow their ad services at the time, um, I basically took my photography skills that I learned early on in life and helped shoot content around the country with various models that I connected with and all the um, Photoshop editing that I learned throughout the years and so forth. And that alone helped them go from zero to one because prior to that, their brand didn't have this like unique essence. And the sock company, Mitch Bogan, is actually a very colorful, unique, affordable sock brand where they sell eight to 12 set packs um, that range anywhere between, you know, 10 and 15 bucks, which is way more affordable than like your average happy sock brand. That's like one pair for $15. Yes. That alone was amazing, but me in my growth mindset and rat race to like consistently get bored with things. I was like, okay, what's next? So (laughs) um, I actually applied to Fiverr Pro um, when I was working at this company and I was granted the opportunity to become an expert in social media. And so from there, it was just this domino effect of nonstop clients in every sector. And because of that, I was able to work with financial firms. I was able to work with crypto firms. I was able to work with e-com brands and um even like fortune 500 institutions and like household name like um camera brands like Ari. so it opened up a lot of doors and helped me kind of like hone in on the piece that i like the most which is web 3 and so forth so
0: so let's talk a little bit and thank you for sharing that uh that background with us on your journey uh let's talk about web 3 a little bit i know it's 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 new a lot of people don't know about web 3 let's talk about from a Business, a brand standpoint, what are some things that you can recommend to other small business owners out there um, of what they should be doing to kind of get on board?
1: Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Web3 is this next iteration of the internet. Web2 pretty much was um, where we've been the last decade, where a lot of brands have sat on these, um, you know, mega conglomerates of social tech where your data is being. Um, your data is centralized and owned by, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world and so forth. However, Web3 is taking a step back and focusing on decentralization, which ties in crypto, it ties in AI, it ties in VR and AR. So all in all, it's this amazing process that has really brought all these different areas together. And it's been absolutely rewarding because it's a space that's constantly evolving. There's more and more people entering it on a daily basis. There's more brands entering it on a daily basis, including Fortune 500s. And it's honestly where the future is headed. And people, like right before this, I was at a um, family party and one of my um, family members was like, you realize like crypto is just fake money, right? And I'm just like, you're funny. but. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to have this debate over like a, a, a table right now, but <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, it, it's just a funny time to be alive. So
0: it's awesome. And that your experience in, and doing what you're doing, like it's, it's, it's really cool to be on the forefront of that and, you know, help other brands through it with your agency.
1: Yeah. And it's been rewarding because, um, you know, some agencies, what, what started as like me just working by myself as a solopreneur ended up blossoming into this, um, company where we've had contractors around the world. I'm about to merge with um, my partner, Victoria, who's based off, out of the West Coast. So we're pretty much going into the next iteration phase for 2023. And, and I'm really excited for what the future holds. So.
0: so talk to me a little bit more about the future for the brand.
1: Yeah. So essentially, um, my brand was initially just like a consultant consultancy. Um, and for about two, three years, I was doing that on the side. And then it became a full-time endeavor as of mid-August of last year. Um, and pretty much I was doing th- everything on my own. It was 12-hour days, probably sometimes 70, 80-hour weeks, you know, code was happening. So I was pretty much locked inside and a workaholic at the time. And it wasn't sustainable. And I didn't know when to say yeah. no um, and turn down opportunities. And I could probably manage it most from a from like a part-time basis across everything, like three brands. But I was literally just like, I can't do this anymore. So um last NFT NYC, this past NFT NYC, I met my business partner at some random event. We hit it off, and she was like, Oh, I come from operations and I've worked with restaurants and managed hundreds of people. And I was like, I love you. Like, let's start. I was like, we should become business partners. And it was like, love at first sight. And I was. <laughs> And then, like the next day, I like barely remember the conversation. She texted me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I had this conversation with this girl, and we hit it off." And we've been t- basically doing this trial run this la- these last six months, and we catch each other's blind spots. We pretty much understand each other where each other's strengths are, and um, we haven't looked back. So, the future holds, be- pretty much becoming the best strategy agency in our field. We hope to focus on e-commerce brands, entertainment brands, gaming web through gaming brands and tech um, and, you know, advise a few brands outside of those sectors. But um, yeah, that's kind of what the future looks like for Zeitgeist.
0: And what a cool story of how you, how you two met. And it's it's awesome that that came out at a, you know, a party and, and hanging out at the event. And, uh, I had a similar experience recently at a marketing event where it was like, I was just surrounded by all the people that I know can grow what I'm doing to another level. And it's it's so exhilarating when you can just be you and have that conversation that like you mm-hmm. just had at your family party where someone told you, you know, <laughs> what you're doing isn't real. Like, no,
1: <laughs>
0: I know what's going on. I right hear you just don't understand my language and what's <laughs> going on. Like so to be able to surround yourself with with those individuals and then to take it a step further and actually start to be join this partnership to where you two are now in twenty twenty three going to take on you know an, a new role with the company together like that's so that's so damn exciting.
1: Yeah, and like I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes like there's like God moments, and I don't whatever I'm agnostic. I don't really believe in God, but like sometimes I just feel like some things happen for a reason some moments happen for a reason and what that day was like that and i woke up the next day and like i could just feel over my body i was like i was like this was supposed to happen and like it was like this this um serotonin that i just like felt and it. you have this like euphoria when you know something just feels right and it's incredible so
0: that's yeah so and that has happened and that's it actually happened at that event and <laughs> I, I i've been on like that was in October. September, October, I believe. And I've been on this like incredible high of a roller coaster, just like up, 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 up since. And it's been, it's been absolutely incredible. As far as something I want to bring up as far as partnership, like I'm such a and this this episode being about like finding your team and and learning how to outsource and and delegate. And you know, I think it's so important. And you know, I've had my own business now uh with my business partner for about 15 years. We started a clothing brand end up selling that brand in uh, 2020 to focus on our agency, which helps other brands to grow through merchandise and, and brand identity and really understanding their community. Right. For me, it didn't start like that. It started as you know this, this clothing brand, but I saw in my business partner who was a college roommate of mine, all the things that I wasn't good at, and still to this day, all the things I'm not good at and I don't own, I don't claim to be good at, He's really good at. It. And there's a lot of things he's developed his skills over the, over the past years to, you know, he used to be the designer and not, you know, didn't want to go work the the booths to meet the customers and, you know, do sales or that. And now he's like loving that part. Yep. But it's so cool when you can have a business partner or it doesn't have to be someone that's actually part of your business, but even just a partnership you're working with somebody or working with another team or a company that shares in, they offer those skill sets that you don't have. I think that as business owners, that's something that we need to really start thinking more about. Like, how can we partner with other people and how can we, like, it doesn't have to be all about us. Oh those, yeah. Right. We don't have to wear this weight on our shoulders. Like let's share it and let's surround ourselves by people that are a lot better than us at what they they
1: do. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that, actually. So a few years ago, I took this test called Strength Finder. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. No. Okay. So it's based, you can buy a book and they give you access to this test that comes with it. It's like 15 bucks. But what Strength Finder's whole principle and mindset is, is you take this like personality test and it tells you what your strengths are and broken up by these four categories. And I think it's broken up one by like strategy and other ones and other sections like leadership and and whatnot. And um pretty funny funnily enough like mine was like broken up into all four of these different sections but what strength finder does is it tells you where your strengths are and the whole purpose of that is to lean in your strengths so you can meet and partner with more people that are complementary to that because if you lean into your strengths versus like you know try to take on new skills where you know you're not that sharp in for example like i'm not good at crunching numbers like and victoria is like that's why we complement each other. You become so much more successful because you hone in on like where your brain, your brain's more attuned to. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I bet that was such a like thrilling experience to understand that. Like, wh- like you could read it, but like actually understanding me like, oh, wow, yeah. And then defining her and being like, okay, this is what, now I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's incredible, highly recommend. But yeah, sorry, going off. <laughs> no, I, I love
0: know. it. That's what this is about. So tell me more about, so you were a solopreneur for a while. What was that first, like, you burned yourself out. You're like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I've got too much on my plate. I'm taking on too much. So before even meeting her, did you go out and and start hiring?
1: So actually, I was doing a lot of it on my own. So my consultancy was strictly social media management, which is my bread and butter. Um, In the beginning, I... When I was interning, I said yes to every opportunity. And that led me to where I am today because I understood where I, what I liked, what I didn't, where I excelled, and so forth. And social media, interestingly enough, was like what I liked the most because of the creativity aspect, the strategy aspect, this analytics aspect, and so forth. Um, and so I was doing, I was probably at most managing four, four or five brands um at a time and at that point I didn't really know when to delegate and so the first person I hired part-time was my graphic designer and she's been a really helpful because that leaves me to obviously focus on the other aspects of the social media side which is like the scheduling which is the strategy and so forth and every aspect can be delegated it's just a matter of you know honing in on what you're good at from a high level and you know streamlining everything from the bottom out so
0: yeah I agree you got you have to really self-reflect and understand and even like if people tell you you're not good at something listen to it. <laughs> understand like maybe that's not your strength
1: exactly so
0: <laughs> family's really good at that for me I don't know about you know being in the holidays and hanging out with family I don't know if they're like that with you either
1: yeah no they definitely yeah no boundaries don't exist family sometimes but,
0: <laughs> but definitely not with my family anyways <laughs> so that's that's exciting so let's talk on let's let's get a little bit on the social media side and, and that being your passion. And, you know, with, with TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn and so many different channels, like what what are some advices that you could give to the remote start nation on, you know, what they could do to better their social media?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, so there's no one size fits all approach to social media. I can't just be like, hey, these are the three channels you need to be on because every industry is so different. So if I'm talking to a SaaS you know, um, sales as a service or someone who's selling services, that's way different than a brand that's like, let's just say an e-commerce brand just starting out. Because when you're selling services, you you don't necessarily have case studies to begin with. So you have to go directly where the source is for, for lead generation and client acquisition, which would be LinkedIn. However, right. if you're looking at it from an e-commerce perspective and you're looking at it from, I'm trying to get the word out there and really make, help with brand recognition, help people understand what your product does and how it benefits consumers, then ultimately and who and who your target market is. So like whether you are looking to target Gen Z or millennials versus, you know, baby boomers, like you could go the Facebook path if you're looking to target older consumers. However, um, majority, like I think 40 or 50 percent of Gen Z consumers are now looking to TikTok versus Google Maps when they're trying to find like restaurants to eat at or other, you, knew, you know, unique services around them, which I think is a really interesting data point just because the entire market's shifting. And- Right, um, it's and the- so interesting. So like, even with the music industry, like that's another side of things. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Where, within the music industry, is it is it TikTok as well?
1: Um, Definitely. I think that, the issue with TikTok is now everyone like TikTok was a secret sauce I think a few years ago
0: yeah. and
1: now everyone's kind of figuring out that you needed you need like a great um sound you need a great um short short um strategy to you know really catch people from the first second and onward but now that TikTok has videos where you can run them for minutes long it's completely shifting that and now there's YouTube shorts there's Instagram live there's Instagram reels there's Facebook Lives and all these different social media platforms are trying to do the same thing. So
0: So with all these all these platforms and like you just said it's all changing and there's so much to try to understand as a small business owner. What's give some what would you recommend for right. someone that's maybe has a social channel, maybe they have all the social channels but they're not seeing results. Right. What would be a piece of advice that you could give them?
1: So from that perspective, I think you have to go back from the the very ground up and ask yourself your why, right? So why do people want to purchase my product? And then you have to take another step back and you have to understand from a target market perspective, like who those people are. So for example, if I'm selling a unique funky colored sock, I'm probably not going to target your average basic consumer. I'm probably going to target consumers who are into like laying around the house, more introverted, maybe people who like adding like a little spark to their fashion sense or they love giving gifts out to their family and friends during the holidays. So in understanding your target market, you have to understand their age brackets. You have to understand which genders would gender, what, wherever you lie on the spectrum, makes the most sense. Um, ge- geographically, where, where your consumers are, are they metropolitan consumers or do they live in the suburbs or in the country? Um, do they even reside in the United States? There's so many different angles from that perspective. And then you have to look at it from the interest perspective. And so once you understand your basic consumer, then you start thinking about, okay, so what social media platform should I engage with? And I've had multiple brands be like, I want to launch my company on 10 different social media platforms. And sometimes they're like 20. And I'm like, absolutely not. Let's start right. with like the bare minimum. Let's do two to three and go from there. Because surprisingly enough, like social media platforms will surprise you. Pinterest has done really well actually for a lot of e-commerce brands and helping get the the word out there, especially and with infographics and um, you know, inspirational photos because, you know, a lot of people go to Pinterest simply for inspiration. So there's a lot of different ways to go about that, but I hope that answers your question.
0: That totally did. I think mean, okay. that's great advice. And I I know from just even my own experience, like you think you have to be where everywhere your, your customer is, but in all reality, it, it actually could hurt you because if you're not doing it right, then it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look, it's not a good look, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think like, for me, like I think I want my I want every one of my clients to do well, and I care less about the money. I care more about them performing their their most optimal uh, the most the most optimal that they can, just because at the end of the day, like they're here to pursue their passion and they're trying to make this a full- time job and potentially feed people and make and also just make their business into a dream and without starting with a marketing strategy from the ground up, which includes social, like it's hard to do that so
0: yeah, that's so true. Well, I know we're starting to come to an end here, um, our time for the show. So I want to make sure before we end, uh, you let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So um, again, my name is Nina Grunhofer. You can find me on Instagram at Lena Grunhofer. Um, on LinkedIn, you can find me at Lena Grunhofer. <laughs> Zeitgeist. Um, we are spelled D-E-I-T-G and then three um, I-S-T. And then that's pretty much it. And if you want to email me, my email is Lena at three dot com.
0: Awesome, thank you for that. I want to before we do end, I want to know like what is the one biggest takeaway that you can leave the remote start nation with today that we either we either hit on or we didn't hit on, but you want for someone starting out or starting to get in you know their business to that next level and starting to you know hire and delegate like what what are some What's like one takeaway that you can give?
1: Yeah. I think honestly, you never know if you never try. And I think a lot of people just automatically dive into one sector and th- think that's their end all be all. And I think in learning and just being a sponge and falling on your face and realizing some areas might not work and um, surviving and optimizing in others might help you over the long run. And even if it's, let's say you start off in accounting and you don't want anything to do with it, it could still be very beneficial for you down the road if you want to be an entrepreneur, because that's the foundation of everything, the money and the financials. So say yes to every opportunity. Don't second guess yourself. And um, imposter syndrome is real, but everyone experiences it. So
0: that's that's great advice. And And to add on that, too, I think to your point, when you when you jump into every opportunity that you can get into, I think it's important to learn as much as you can while in that opportunity and not, you know, that so many times you see people in a, in a job or position, oh, I hate my job. I hate this. I hate that. Like, like turn that around and say like, I love, like, I don't like this part about it, but like you said, like learn if it's, if it's in an accounting firm or whatever it is, like learn those things, learn, <laughs> don't just be negative and be like, I can't wait to get out of here. Take advantage of it while you're there because yeah, you can use that for future and to better yourself in whatever way that might be.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Lena, I thank you so much for your time. It was awesome. I can't wait for this to, uh, to come out and everybody to, uh, to watch and, and get as much value as I did. So Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did today and you can put some of this to, to work for you. Uh, From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me on this journey as I help you to start your business, grow your brand, and connect with your community. Remember, leave a comment. Go visit Lena, Say what's up. Get her services. Let's get started on social. (laughs) Until next time, get something started. Start today and go build the lifestyle you desire by taking action.
1: Thank you so much, Jim.
0: Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remotestartpodcast.com for more episodes and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.